Okay. And I got the 401, the 401, sipping lemonade, though I like shade. Everyone is Kayla Dr. 411. How are you guys doing? It is whopping Wednesday. We had an interesting week, haven't we, honey? We have had an interesting week with all the shenanigans going on at Capitol Hill. The terrorists went out there acting a damn fool. But you know what? That's on them. I don't look at that situation as defining how 2021 is going to be. I'm just happy that they acted the ass so that people who did not believe that Trump was this type of person, um, now they know. You guys, if you are seeing hearing a beep, you know, beep, I'm currently working from home. If you don't know, I've been working from home since last March. And it looks like I'm going to be working from home up to April. That's what they claim. Um, they need to just make it permanent, honestly. But, um... So, if you hear that, that means I have emails coming in. I am an account manager. I manage 23 clients now. Yeah, one of my clients is terminated. So, these people be working my nerves. So, ignore that thing. It's just an email coming in. So, ignore it. So, multitasking, 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 okay? I got to do, Kayla got the 411 stuff and also do what makes me money, brings money in this house and help pay these bills, all these bills in here. So, you know, hopefully the goal is that I don't have to do this job any longer. You know, I can be able to focus on my brand. That is the goal for me, you know? So, if you've seen the title, I'm going to be talking about my life as an only child, right? I don't meet a lot of only childs, right? I really don't. I kind of look at it as like those people who are those people who are left-handed. <laughs> it's like not really common. And my daughter is actually left-handed, by the way. So I am my only child. Um, there has been my dad was like a married man when my mother got pregnant with me. Um, you know, um, I'm not, um, ashamed of that. I don't have a relationship with my dad like that. We talk maybe once out the year. He's never really got, he's never really took time to actually get to know me, you know, um, never. And, um, so growing up, right. Um, my childhood was a little different, right? Like I said before, my dad was a married man when my mom got pregnant with me. Um, my dad was a big-time drug dealer. My mother was a drug addict. So you put two and two together to figure out how I am him today. You know, that's the most detail I'll go into it. So, when you have people like that in that lifestyle, what tends to happen is that they end up in jail. The person that's selling drugs ends up in jail. The person who's a drug addict ends up in jail. And that is what happened to me as I was a baby um, growing up for, for years. I didn't have a mom or a dad because they both was in jail. Um, I would take turns talking to both of them back and forth over the phone because they both were in prison. My grandmother, 
um, Coralie, my grandmother is just, she is just, I honestly give her all the credit on who I am today. She was an elderly woman, a very elderly woman, um, taking care of a small child. My grandmother was small. She was, I mean, she was really small, but you guys know a lot of older women like that. It just, it's my grandmother could eat, you know, me and my grandmother would go to the farmer's markets and get watermelons and, and fruits. And we would just sit on the you know porch and eat our watermelons. My grandmother would, you know, sell Sunday dinners and stuff like that. But y'all know how a lot of um older people is. It's like, it's their metabolism. They, they, they're just naturally small. So my grandmother was a small woman. Um, We were living in the hood of the hood. Back then in the 90s, it was very, very bad. It was to the point where drug dealers would like stand on corners. But my grandmother, even though she was a small old lady, she didn't play that shit. Like, don't, don't stand on her corner. <laughs> don't stand on your corner. Because cause F calling the police, right? She going to come out there and cut your ass out. And you were feel you were feel they were fearful of little Miss Coralie. So being an only child in such a bad neighborhood, like I'm telling you, bad neighborhood back then. My grandmother did not let me play outside like that. You guys know how some kids can like go down the street, go to the play. No, my grandmother kept it right there in front of our yard. When I rode my bike, I only could roll my bike up and down in front of our house. Um, at that time, I, I would see the other kids, you know, they would be playing and stuff like that. And I really wanted to play with them. But she did not want me getting caught up in that lifestyle. Of uh, A lot of those people, you know, the girls, they was fast. They was having sex at a young age. The dudes would be out here. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just not a good... It, it was a type of um, neighborhood where... You can easily get caught up in that. And my grandmother made me play a lot by myself. I didn't play with the neighborhood kids like that. Nothing. And at that time, I, I didn't understand because I just like, oh, grandma. Now that I'm older, I look back at it and I, I'm like, I wish I can like, my grandmother's not here anymore. I look back at it like, okay, everything she did was for the perfect reason. So me being the only child, um, Living with my grandmother, my grandmother um was a um, bootlegger. She sold like the liquor and stuff like that. She was an older lady. She couldn't work. She was taking care of a small child. She had to do what she had to do. You know they don't give um older people um you know money like that. And I don't believe my grandmother was not the type of person who you know ever worked and stuff like that. So she had to make me ends meet as best as she could. So she sold Sunday plates. And she also a bootleg looker. So, that was how we honestly survived and stuff like that. Y'all remember when the churches used to, um, it depends on where you're from, but churches used to give out boxes of food and stuff like that to, you know, families that needed it and stuff like that. But one thing I can say, I don't never recall ever waking up and the lights was off or the water was off. You know, I remember waking up a few Christmases where I didn't have any gifts under the tree. And it didn't really, you know, it didn't really dawn on me like that. Um, and then, I think I was just too young to understand, like, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, you know, Santa didn't come for me, you know. But 
my grandma, she just she just couldn't afford sometimes some of the stuff like that. You know, and plus she was an older lady. She didn't drive. So when my grandmother needed to go to her doctor's appointment or I needed to go to my doctor's appointment, anytime we needed to go somewhere, we stayed in Kmart. Um, people in the neighborhood that she knew, uh, I remember Miss Emma, she I remember that she had like this blue, blue old Cadillac. She would pick us up, take us to Kmart, you know, me and my grandma, we'd do some shopping. We love we love Kmart. You know, uh, me and my brother would dress a lot. We'd go to Kmart, <laughs> eat our hot dogs, and, you know, wait for Miss Emma to come pick us up and take us back home. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. My grandmother was really, like, my only, like, real friend. Um, So I played a lot by myself. I, I was just, you know, I played a lot by myself. Um, most people that I know who were only childs, they had imaginary friends. I had imaginary friend. Her name was Portia. And it's so crazy because my daughter, she's her only child. We're on my side. And I'm no she has her only she has an imaginary friend too. So I'm like, oh wow, this is like it's like deja vu. I'm watching myself all over again, right? So I had an um imaginary friend and I played a lot by myself. Um I was very, very um, shy. I don't know because I didn't really interact with kids like that until I went to school. And, um, you know, being an only child and um, living in the hood, but not necessarily hanging with the kids in the hood, I got bullied bad. When I tell you I got bullied bad, it, it's crazy to be like a grown woman. I'm about to be 30 this year. But certain things from your childhood like traumatize you so much. This situation traumatized me so much. Like, I remember I was in kindergarten, you guys. It was like second grade, third grade. What's so crazy is that I'm aware of these people now. And y'all know what I know is so funny before I go into this bullying situation is that they turned out to be shit. Like, they are bums. They are exactly the type of things that my grandmother did not want me to be. And they are. The, they turned out to be exactly, you know, um, what... Um, she didn't want me around to end up drawing it too, you know? And um they bullied me so bad. I remember they took my book bag, they was dangling out the um out the um window. I mean they were just calling me names and at that time in kindergarten I had a little boyfriend. You know, y'all know how kids do they have like little boyfriends, right? And my little boyfriend, Deontay, um he he stuck up for me, you know. He was a little chubby little boy. He was like, Leave her alone. And they was like, sit down, big boy. You know, they was like, they, they, they turned their attention on him, but he wasn't scared. Like, he's the same age as me. You know, here I am bawling, crying out. Um, you know, I ended up getting off the bus, and um, my grandmother will always be right there, standing on the corner waiting for me, because as long as I can remember you guys, my bus stop was always in front of my house. It was a big white house. Um, that was my bus stop. Everybody just standing there. You know, so I ended up getting off the bus and my grandmother was like, why are you crying? Like, I thought that, you know, most grandmothers would probably like hug you, console you. But my grandmother, she kind of got on me like, don't you let them, don't you let them come. Don't you let them uh, pick on you. Don't you ever let them see you cry. Okay. You stick up for yourself. Don't ever let them. She was pretty much telling me at that time, at that time, I was like, girl, I'm bawling, crying. Like, what you mean? It's three against one. But at that time. She was trying to teach me, like, you stand up for yourself, right? Don't ever, ever let your bullies see you weak and you cry because they 
they like weakness. When you they see that you're scared and and your weakness, they're gonna keep bothering you until you stand up for yourself, right? So being an only child, when I had situations like that, I didn't have any siblings to run home to. I'm going to get my big brother. I'm going to get my little sister. No, it was always me. Um, that was a big thing that I dealt with as an only child. You know, um, just always being the target. That was more in elementary school. I was not middle school because they knew that I played them fucking games with me in middle school. But um, in elementary school, like you know, I was just being the target. And, um, so, um, as I'm my only child, you know, um, my grandmother ended up passing away. And I know if you, if you guys are familiar with people who do drugs and stuff like that, they have to go to like a whole house or for a few like weeks or months when they get out of prison. And my mother had just got out of one of those um, when she got out of prison. So my grandmother dies. Um, I, my, my mom is like forced to actually step up and be like an actual parent now you know um her child she has to actually raise her child now and i remember when my grandmother died um um just imagine just being the only child like you spend most of your time with your grandmother you know you ain't really have friends and stuff like that i had big cousins they would they would only come my big cousins was like teenagers at the time they would come visit um in the weekends and let's be honest like those are my big cousins, but they wasn't that nice to me. I would dread them coming to my grandmother's house for the summer because they wasn't always as they wasn't as nice to me too. So it was like, damn, the bullies at school, they full of shit. My own cousins full of shit. You know what I'm saying? So I would dread them coming, honestly. But they lived in a whole different state. Uh, I had another cousin who's my age. She went to a whole nother school. So then my grandmother was the person that I spent most of my time with. So when my grandmother died, it was kind of like fuck. I I I don't I don't care anymore. Like I just don't care. Um, my godmother who lived across the street, Joanne, she really stepped in for my grandmother a lot. Cause my like I said, my grandmother was older, right? My grandmother was taking care of me from the time, like from the time I was born, all the way up till I was like nine. But my grandmother was she's not the type of person. She she raised a lot of kids, you know, her own kids. She didn't have that education to help me out with homework and stuff like that. And she was, constantly, you know, she was getting older and older. So my godmother across the street, she would, you know, help me with my homework, help me read, take me to church with her, stuff like that. When my grandmother couldn't, you know, do much because of um, her being old. So when my grandmother finally passed, my mom gets out of the whole house. She has to step up and actually be a parent now. Um, that was a big, big adjustment. Just how... Well, this is what I would say. I am an adult right now. And um, a lot of things that I thought was true and what happened when I was young, because I was nine when my grandmother died, um, I didn't know the truth. And I just found out last year a lot of a lot of things about my mother, about family stuff that really just... That's why 2020 was just a, such a, a, a messed up year for me, because the things I found out, the things I went through, I, like... Most of my twenties believe in certain things that weren't true. So my grandmother passed and um um I just went down a a bad path. Um I stopped doing I stopped caring about school. I would go to school, not pay attention. 
I got into a lot, a lot, a lot of fights. I remember I was out of school for like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, my grandmother died. And as soon as I got back to school, I got into a fight. Um, if you guys remember, I used to be like really quiet and stuff like that. You know, when bullies would mess with me. I, I would just, you know, just, just freeze, you know, break down in tears. But it's just, I all of, because I was so hurt by... My grandmother passed, and I was hurt by things that was taking place um, with my mother and situation. Um, you know, us having to adjust, I me mean, having to adjust just to her. You know, um, so I was just angry at just life. And I didn't know how depressed I was about that until, like, I used to write in diaries, right? I was the only child where I didn't have anybody to talk to, so I got all my emotions out in diaries, and I still have one of my diaries. One of my diaries, I wrote so much in it, I buried it. I would never say where I buried it at. Um, another one of my diaries that I still have in my possession, um, talking about diaries from when I, this is a diary from when I was a small child, like all the way up to like middle school, I had this diary and I didn't realize how depressed I was. I was suicidal. Like I was nine years old talking about that. I didn't want to live anymore. Like, isn't that sad that a nine year old would, um, nine year old would think that way. That's really sad, but that's how I was thinking. And I, it never, I didn't know. I didn't remember that because, you know, times went by until I read that diary. I just, you know, one day, this was like one day, um, like maybe like, maybe like a year ago, I, I pulled my diary out one night and was just reading. I, I, I could not keep going because the way I was talking, like I would be mortified if I found out that my daughter, who is now eight, felt like suicidal felt like she was ugly and fat and that's exactly how I was feeling. Y'all, I didn't give a damn about school. Like, I didn't, I didn't have nobody to talk to. It's not like, you know, other kids, they had their siblings to go to. No, I only had me. So, I would go to school at the night. One doing no work. One doing no, um, nothing. Like, nothing. Nothing. And when I originally got back to school after my grandmother died, and I'm getting into a fight because a particular guy, right, me and him was cool. And um, y'all know how sometimes kids want to joke and stuff like that, but it was just not the fucking time to be joking with me, bro. My grandmother just died, okay? I'm just, this is not the time to be joking with me. He said something, I remember, we was in math class, right? He said something to me. I don't know, he tried to make some type of joke to me. And I was like, your mama. And he was like, your grandma. <sighs> My grandma just died. You you ain't seen me in this class for two weeks because you the teacher told y'all Kayla's not here because her grandma just died, and you got. I remember this just I remember this just like yesterday. I got up because he was on his 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 desk was across the other side of the room. I got up and just I just popped the shit out of him just boop, <laughs> boop. I hit that boy so hard his glasses flew off. Like, the desk, I mean, like, we was fighting. Like, we was fighting. Desks was, man, you would have thought it was a terrorist attack. I tried to kill that boy. <laughs> I tried to kill that boy. I broke his glasses. He had a black eye. His mama comes to the school the next day. Tell him, so that girl that he was fighting with, she's going to pay for these glasses. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not paying for nothing because he was talking about my grandma. <laughs> so, it was just a nonstop thing. You know, uh, I was in the fourth grade. I was about to get killed back. 
I was about to get killed back. I remember, um, I was, sorry, you guys, I got an email. I remember having a parent-teacher conference with my mom. Mind you, my mom don't know nothing was going on. My mom was the type of person where if she buy you shoes and clothes, that was her way of parenting. She didn't realize that I'm coming home, not doing any homework. She didn't realize that I was depressed. She didn't realize nothing that was going on with her, her, her daughter. She didn't realize that I was suicidal. She didn't realize none of this. So the teacher pretty much told her, like, if she don't get it together by second semester, she's going to have to stay back another year. Just like that. Just like that. Because um, I was just going on like, oh, my gosh. I, I just was fighting. I was easily to pop off. Certain things that people said to me that was, like, funny. You know, like, jokey joke, kid, jokey joke. I, I just, I, I didn't want to hear that shit. So what my my what my mom does she 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 puts me in an after school program, um, Pat Jones and stuff like that. That's where I actually got to um, be around. Like I met like some dope friends. You know, going to school, having somebody pick you up, um, take you to the after school program. My mom picked me up there, and um, that really really helped um, my social skills. That helped me um, just be happy. Being in such a great setting, they helped me with my homework and stuff like that. It was very, very big on academics. And I think um, that center saved a lot of people growing up in the hood. Like Miss Pat Jones, like rest in peace to her. She didn't have much money. They, You know, a lot of people in the community helped her keep that center over for a very long time. And I'm honestly blessed. A lot of people from Augusta, Georgia went to that center. And I'm honestly blessed to say that I got to go to that center. Like going to that center really, really really saved saved me honestly it really did save my life because i was going on such a bad dark path at such a young age like i'm talking about nine like my daughter would be nine this year that's why it's a little emotional for me honestly as a mother because i'm reflecting the back on things that i was going through at her age and it's like oh my god so you know being the only child uh any situation that I had, I always had to uh, deal with it on my own. And that's what honestly made me have thick skin. That's what made me um tough the way I am because every battle I had, I had to fight on my own. Every battle. I remember I got into a fight with a particular girl. Um, I beat her ass. I beat her ass. I beat her ass. Um, she, um, she was picking on, (coughs) sorry, y'all. She was picking on a friend of mine who had like a leg condition. Like she was like, um, she had a lip in her leg. So we had to run in PE and I overheard her talking about my friend. And, uh, I was like, I am today. I'm just like that today. Always sticking up for people. Um, always I'll stick up for people sometimes before I, um, I I look out for people more than I look out for myself, honestly. I always been like that. So I pretty much said something to the fact of, oh, who she thinks she is talking about um such and such like that when she over there looking like a big black bear. Mind you, when I said that her a girl that was her cousin was standing beside me. I didn't know that was her cousin, so she went back and told the chick what I said, right? So, um, I we 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 getting up for PE, right? Um so, um, the girl called herself trying to confront me. You know, it's so crazy as I look back at it because I was not scared. Like, I, I don't know what, what, 
went over me from being such a scared young girl that time I was just being bullied on the bus to by the time I became 10 years old, like none of y'all bitches scared me. Like none of y'all bitches, none of y'all dudes. Like I beat all y'all ass. Like I don't know what went over me. Um, it's like those words my grandmother said to me when I got off that bus just always stuck with me. So she calls us up trying to confront me. Like what you said about me? I said I, I said you look like a big black bear, and you had no bitches picking on such and such like that because she has a leg condition. So she 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 calls so she let her little lame friends boost her up you know what i'm saying like her cousins and then boost her up you know i ain't had nobody i had friends in in, in, at school but they weren't the type of friends to help me fight y'all know how that is like no so i um like i said i was going to the after school program by then you know the bus the 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 after school band used to pick us up from school and take us to the um after school program i didn't ride the bus so as we leaving um she's about to get on the bus she let her crew boost her up she's standing there like calling me out i'm like Girl, like, I don't have time for this. Like, what? Like, what? So, she letting them boost me up. Me being me, I'm like, I ain't no punk. I like, boot, drop my book bag. You know how some people, like, argue? Y'all know how some people fight and they just start arguing and they pushing each other? I never did that. Like, I ain't never been a talker. Never been a talker. And that's kind of the reason why I kind of stay to myself now because I don't do a talker. Like, my first goal, my first whole method of of, of being your ass, I'm, I'm just going to knock you off your fucking feet. All this, what? What? Like, I ain't never been an arguer. I, I don't have time for that when I can just knock you the hell out. And that's exactly what I did. I just, same way I did that guy, knocked her out, boop. We outside, like, where the buses pick you up. I'm, I, I, beat, I beat her ass. Like, I beat her ass, right? I beat, I mean, I beat her ass. It was so unexpected for me to beat her ass. She didn't expect it. Her friends didn't expect it. The people from the after-school program, like, the fact that I had to go back to the after-school program with my hair, like, I'm telling you, my hair was a mess, mess. Um, I had jewelry, like, I was, like, 10 with jewelry all on my hands because my mom was the type of person where her, her way of parenting was buying stuff. I was 10 years old with jewelry, two rings on each final, y'all. Like, why is a 10-year-old wearing gold jewelry? In the, like, I'm talking about I look like I look like a drug dealer daughter. Now that I think about it, like, that was insane. All of my rings, most of my rings and stuff like that, lost from fame. So, um, being an only child situation like that, I get back to school the next day. They, they supposed to be jumping me. Her and her cousins supposed to be jumping me. That was the room around school. Like, as soon as I get to school, they're like, yo, they say they going to be jumping. They going to jump you today. So, I'm like, whatever. But, like, I wasn't even scared, right? This particular dude that liked me, he was like, man, ain't nobody going to touch you, Kevin. <laughs> That's one thing about me. Like, even to this day, I, I keep a booth. Like, I always, like, dudes love me. Dudes love me. It's something about me that dudes just love me, right? So, <laughs> I went the whole day with our school. Um, and when I say her, when she, her cousins were big girls. Like, her cousins were, like, t- like, 12 and 13, they should have been in middle school, but they were still in elementary school. Like, these were big old, big old girls. Like, big girls. Like, I ain't talking about, like, big girls answering. They were big, big girls. So, I was like, man, I ain't even scared, man. So, I went around the whole school with my guard up. The day goes by. Nobody confronts me. Nobody touches me. Next day comes by. I'm walking around school with my, you know, wondering, like, is somebody going to run up on me? Nobody touches me. Nobody came to me. Nobody stepped to me. 
as an only child, um, I don't know about many others out there, but in order for me to gain my respect, I had to stand up for myself. Everything my grandmother told me when I got off that bus, she was absolutely right. Because when I started whooping asses, nobody was trying me no more. <laughs> nobody was trying me no more. Um, being an only child for me, um, because I didn't really mingle and mix with a lot of friends like that for a while, I became very, very independent. I had a lot of friends throughout school, but... I didn't need them. You know, sometimes, like, I didn't want to sit with my friends at lunch. I would sit by myself. Or I would sit with another crew. I was always that type of person. I've never been a follower, you guys. Never. And I think sometimes, because I do my own thing, people be like, what is she doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always did what I wanted to do. Like, even in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, we go to a party. I get to the party. I'm like... Uh-uh, I don't like such and such. Here. Like, I would leave. Like, most friends, like, okay, this is your people. You stay here. No, if I didn't want to stay, like, I, I always did my own thing. I was one of those only childs. Like, I feel like there's two different types of only childs, right? One that, like, wants to fit in so bad and one that's, like, very independent does them. Now, I've been like that for a very, very long time. To understand who I am now today as a woman, why I move the way I move, you would have to know who I truly am. You know, this podcast talks about my, um, this, this podcast episode talks about my upbringing and being an only child, but it kind of maybe gave some people who out there who don't really know me like that a very good insight on who I am and why I move how I am. I, I don't roll in groups, okay? I am the leader of me, okay? I've never been that type of person. So, the fact that maybe some people think that Kayla thinks she's better than them, that's something that I got a lot going up in school, too. Um, Kayla thinks she's all dad. Um, Kayla thinks she's better than everybody. She's stuck up. That was just a very bad stigma that people brought on me. And I remember one particular time, this chick, um, she, she, she got to know me because she, um, was cool with some girls that I was hanging with. We eat breakfast together and she was around me for like a week and she was like, Kayla, you cool. Like, I thought you was stuck up. And I remember I was speechless. I didn't even say anything because nobody had never like as she said it out loud to me, even though I would hear it. And my homegirl was like, Why would you why would you think that about Kayla? Like you thought Kayla was like that? But that's the impression that a lot of people got from me. And it's still as an adult, that's still the same impression that people get from me because just the way I move, you know, um it's not I don't do my own thing because I think I'm better than you. This is just my natural environment. I spent a lot of my younger childhood by myself, reflecting by myself, learning to play with myself, learning no, learning to learning to to accept me as a me. So as an adult, there's a lot of dope people I have in my life, but I'm also good by myself, you know. So that is um Wapping Wednesday, um, my life as an only child. That probably helped a lot of people who didn't really understand me, get to know me. And I'll talk more about certain things about um myself throughout the show this year. Um, I wanna be the person to tell my whole my own story. I don't want people speaking for me in the future. Um uh, I always want to be able to use my voice to talk about my own life. So I hope this helped you guys. Um understand what life was like for me as an only child if you are only child let me know uh if your story or how you are is similar to me or um if you had similar situations like slide in my dm let's talk about it okay and i'll see you guys next week on whopping wednesday 
Hey y'all, it's Kayla Got the 411. If you want to keep up with me, all you got to do is just go to Google. Google Kayla Got the 411. It will let you know everything that I have going on on that first page. I have made sure of that. Or you can just go to YouTube, my main channel, and watch the show and make sure you subscribe. Thank you to everyone who leaves amazing comments and reviews under the comments. I read them and I truly appreciate them to the point they make me tear up. Also, my streams on Apple have been going up, so that lets me know that you guys are enjoying the audio from the videos on YouTube. So if you're listening on Apple, go ahead and drop your girl a review. And I truly appreciate everything that people are saying, nice comments. You know, if I'm able to make you laugh and smile, that's all that matters to me. My content clearly shows that I enjoy doing what I'm doing because I always have a good time. And just a quick update that I'm now on Pandora Podcast. So you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, Our Heart Radio, and of course, watch me on YouTube. So thank y'all so much and I appreciate all the support, truly.